preseason is over in the National Football League. And it's go time, baby. It is coming. The regular season right around the corner. Welcome to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Maybe you can watch along on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Live. See behind the scenes. Uh, lots of news coming. NFL cuts. Teams have to get down by, uh, to their 53-man roster by 4 p.m. on Saturday. But then after that, that's just the start of it, folks, because then you have a slew of talent out there so even if you make that first cut other players come available so we're going to be seeing rotation cuts additions and all that stuff for the next couple days probably into monday maybe even tuesday as the regular season gets ready great show for you today from espn one of the big dogs in fantasy football mike clay joins me so if you have any fantasy football questions use hashtag ask andy Okay, hashtag AskAndy. Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. We'll get you in there for Mike and for myself. We'll get you ready there. Uh, And, of course, folks, we're delivered by Domino's, and it is 50% off week until Sunday. So any regular-priced menued pizza at Domino's.ca, get for half off. You can get 10 of them. You can get five. You can get as many toppings as you want, whatever style you want. 50% off until this Sunday. You can't beat it. Go to Domino's.ca Today We'll talk with John Crick as well from Post Media. Uh, Shady McCoy getting bootskied, released from the Buffalo Bills. So we'll go over some Bill stuff and also the different training camps that John Crick went to throughout the preseason and how that's going to shape out as training camp concluded and we get ready for the regular season. So that's going to be uh, a lot of fun there. But there's, there's a lot of news and notes. Let's go. First down. And it's, boy, it's a storyline that just doesn't seem to end. Ezekiel Elliott's holdout, the contract situation with the Dallas Cowboys. ESPN's Adam Schefter gives us an update. I think we all could agree that they have not made any significant progress in these talks and these negotiations to date. There seems to be something of a stalemate right now. Now, I think this is the kind of negotiation that shouldn't be that hard, and they could come to some consensus and resolution in a matter of hours and it could change that quickly and whenever it does happen whether that's this week next week next month it will happen like that it'll be quick and sudden it will not be drawn out but right now jerry jones expects that ezekiel Elliott will not be there for the opener and thinks there's a chance that he could miss more games than that before you jump in can i just ask because you talk to agents all the time and you sat with agents all the time why can't they just be in a room is, is that about ego who asked for that? Why can't you say, season's here, let's get it done? Yeah, Mike, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mike, why? You know, and Susie, that, like, I used to sit there like, oh my gosh, like my summer, I wasted so much time. Why couldn't we just do that? But Adam, I see this one differently. I think this one is hard. Look, objectively, you got Todd Gurley, you got Le'Veon Bell. Usually you say, here's the high, here's the low. I think Ezekiel Elliott's off-field behavior is a seminal moment as it relates to this negotiation, mm-hmm. and here's why. The guaranteed money is something that's going to be a huge aspect of this. What I would tell the player is like, look, I will guarantee money if you have a football-related injury. However, because your behavior has been consistent in terms of there's been more than one off-the-field issue, we are going to give you the guaranteed money that Le'Veon Bell got. We're not going to give you the guaranteed money that Todd Gurley got. And that's why I believe this negotiation is a little bit more difficult than the regular one. Adam Schefter there from ESPN. And this is what is so tough about the Zeke Elliott situation. Because the Cowboys on paper have a cupcake schedule 
for the first three weeks. You drafted not one, but two running backs, maybe in anticipation of this, and Tony Pollard and Mike Weber. Now, they're not Zeke Elliott individually. They're probably not Zeke Elliott combined. But if you can get enough production and feel comfortable enough with Tony Pollard kind of as the scat back who can you can plug him in so many different areas and Mike Weber and have a little bit of a committee, it sucks for fantasy football purposes, but you might be able to grind it out and you have Amari Cooper there, true threat. Michael Gallup on the other outside should do very well. And you got Jason Witten returning. Like there could be enough. And if you get to two week two or three, Cowboys are undefeated or two and one and feeling pretty good. What's the leverage like for Ezekiel Elliott? So that's the the constant tracking. Uh, Cowboys, obviously, much better if you have him in and are true division contenders if you have Zeke Elliott up and rolling. Let's move on. Second down. All right, with the regular season set to start next Thursday and then the full slate of games on Sunday, who's got the toughest schedule? Well, the NFL Live crew debates that uh, and the toughest and easiest schedule heading into the 2019 season. Well, John Gruden has made many a comments about his team's tough sledding ahead. At one point this season, they go about six weeks without playing a game in Oakland. Now, part of that is because they have a home game that is scheduled to be played in London, but you factor in the miles, the location, and the opponents. It is a brutal stretch in the middle of the season for the Raiders, who I do believe will be more competitive this year. Uh, I'm going with the 49ers. I feel like when you look at that team in that makeup, you wish you had an easier schedule, but they have the AFC North as well as the NFC South. So those two divisions are very, very competitive. And for Jimmy G and the 49ers, they got their work cut out for them. How about easiest schedule? Well, if you look at last year's winning percentages, the yeah. Patriots have an easier schedule this season. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know you can't look back to last year. This is a new season, but the division, we all know they're the top dog in the division. So, you know, moving forward, I would anticipate them to have another highly productive season. Mm, who doesn't think the Patriots <laughs> are going to make the playoffs this year? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that that's pretty safe. And not only that, but to win the division. So there's some uh, a look at some of the toughest and easier schedules. Now let's go to third down. Let's go. Third down. And this, the, the rookie quarterback situation every year is so, so interesting. You guys know how I feel about Kyler Murray. But the other one, Daniel Jones, taken way too high by the New York Giants. But, hey, Dave Gettleman, their GM, identified him as the guy. Okay, so he said, he's our man. We don't want to mess things up, even though you could have got him in like the fourth round. But didn't take a chance, and they took him. So the question is that ESPN's get up, we're discussing is, who should start, Eli Manning or Daniel Jones? And I think it's an interesting conversation because if you've identified Jones as your guy, why not just get it going? Like, you're not going to make another run with Eli Manning with all the injuries and all that. Like It just seems like you're just, just biding time. Do you, do you want him in to start the year because you don't feel Daniel Jones is ready? So what's the right answer? Well, Dominic Foxworth and Emmanuel Acho disagree on who should be the starter for the Giants. How many people sitting at this table would start Daniel Jones week one? Put your hand down. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't Why? Do it. Looks like a tie. Why would you do it? <laughs> so, Dominic, he's putting up everything he's got. Because you made the point that you need to move on from um, your franchise quarterback, your long-held Super Bowl MVP, Eli Manning, in the offseason. The offseason ends in the week, and they should move on to a new guy. Because to give Eli Manning a classy send-off, the only way that happens is if, they, if he plays really well this season. And then you're in this position once again next year where you have Daniel, Daniel Jones, a rookie quarterback under a rookie deal, and you're wasting 
spending those years under Eli. And you can see, like, I, I, I'm not that critical of Eli, but I want to be honest about him. He, I believe he should go to the Hall of Fame because of what he's done in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl in such a big city. It's important. But let's be honest. Everyone at this table knows that Eli is an average NFL quarterback. Current, he's currently uh, an average NFL. No, he's always been an average NFL quarterback. Uh, he got some great playoff runs. Two MVP rings. Yeah, shut up. Two. Shut that up. Two. He got two he, MVP rings. He's shut had some up. great playoff runs. But Impressive. He's, runs. To, to your point, Greeny, I like this argument, but let's not have it now because it doesn't matter what Eli has done in the past. We're talking about right. the future and how you make this transition. Uh, you uh, you can't make it now. Uh, on, on the surface, it appears that the regular season hasn't started yet. But by the end of week three, the starters already start prepping for week one. Week four, the last preseason. Game Game, which we watched Thursday night, that was just for the backups. The, Eli has already been prepping week one since last week. So the end of the regular, the end of the preseason for the starters, it's already been over. You can't move on from Eli now. And that's what it looks like, that they're not going to move on. Daniel Jones played four for four, fourth preseason game. Come on. You can't read anything into that. You're playing guys who aren't even going to be on the roster against the Patriots there, for the most part. All right, we're going to take the break, get into some fantasy football talk, whether you've had your draft or not, some tips, some strategy for the draft, for season long. ESPN's Mike Clay joins me next. Get your questions in. Use hashtag AskAndy on Twitter, at AndyMC81. Later in the show, I'll also tell you how you can win a Domino's Pizza Prize Pack. That's coming up next on TSN 4 Downs. If you're hungry, check out this great deal from Domino's. Unlimited two-topping medium pizzas for just $7.99 each. That's right, as many pizzas as you want with a minimum purchase of two pizzas. So stock up, dig in, and feed that hunger with unlimited two-topping medium pizzas. Perfect for the big game, a busy night with the family, or just because. Order online today at dominoes.ca and add on some great side dishes and dessert. That's dominoes.ca. TSN four downs. NFL Cut Weekend, fantasy football drafts, regular season right around the corner. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. You can watch behind the scenes. Jump in the chat room on twitch.tv slash Live. This coming down from Jay Glazer from Fox Sports says that Seattle and Houston have agreed to trade parameters for Jadavian Clowney, contingent upon Clowney and other players involved passing Physical. So Clowney rejected a deal to Miami, but it looks like Clowney is gone from the Texans. What will come in return? We will keep you up to date on that NFL cut day. So cuts are coming fast and furious all over the place. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, of course, got cut a little while ago this morning. Um, you got Carol Phillips, a linebacker, being cut. Like They're just going to be flying all over the place. Uh, and I had a chance to chat with what this all means uh, for your fantasy football draft, whatever the case might be, with Mike Clay from ESPN a little bit earlier. He joins me now on the Domino's Pizza delivery line. Mike, let's begin. LaShawn McCoy, Saturday morning. Shady McCoy, no more in Buffalo. He is gone. And what that means, of course, is, okay, there's one less person on the running back depth chart for the Buffalo Bills. And, and Mike, not to say people were going to be looking to draft LaShawn McCoy in the first couple rounds of the draft, but it does move people around. Devin Singletary has been getting a lot of praise in camp. PPR-wise, T.J. Yeldon maybe, Frank Gore. Where do we now look at the Buffalo Bills fantasy-wise from a running back perspective? Well, first of all, I think Frank Gore is going to be around when we're like on our 60s, right? <laughs> 170 to 190 times. But uh, obviously, he, uh, 
he bounces back here a little bit. I mean, if you're in a super, super deep league, especially a non-PPR, he could actually sneak into a little bit of value. So uh, right now I do think that uh, the rookie devil, Devin Singletary, is your top guy here. Very elusive in college, a little undersized, uh, lacks some speed, but the guy can break tackles, and that's big in, uh, in the modern NFL to get an edge. You know, we talk about how replaceable running backs are, and this might be an example here with this team going with Singletary, Gore, and, and uh, Yeldon and dumping LaShawn McCoy. Uh, but having, you know, assets like that, like pass-catching ability and elusiveness is, is big in, in the modern age. So uh, I think Singletary can push for 200 touches this season if he holds up. So I think that makes him a flex option right out of the gate. Now you have a lot of, uh, you know, kind of running back in that range right now. So I'm going to rank him right around 30. So in the middle rounds of your draft, it's a good guy to jump on. Uh, Gore, again, only for deeper league. T.J. Yeldon, I think, will stick as well, but very little value is still have a hard time touching the football. So uh, that, that would be the outlook right now. As for McCoy, um, if you have him, if you drafted him already, just hold tight here for, you know, mm-hmm. 48 hours and see what it's looking like, right? Because he could end up landing in Kansas City, maybe a reunion with Andy Reid, maybe in Houston uh, as a potential somewhat of a lead back with Duke Johnson there. Maybe Tampa Bay takes a, a shot with Bruce Arians down there. So, uh, he could have still end up in a in a pretty nice spot for 2020. So hold tight for now, right? Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm with you there as far as where he'll end up. Now the, the question, of course, then becomes where does he go? Is it a committee type situation? And you speak of the Texans, Duke Johnson, especially PPR. We know he can catch, and I know his career average. But being a Browns fan, Mike, I've watched him up close. His running between the tackles is not overly impressive on a consistent basis. So I'm sure the Texans are looking for somebody that might be able to spell him and and put Duke in more of that those extended type of run plays. Where are you valuing a, a Duke Johnson in that Texans offense? Yeah, well, I mean, he comes in at 5'9", 210, so he has a little bit of size to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just hasn't had a ton of opportunity yeah. to uh, run between the tackles because he's done a lot of damage in nickel and then against some dying defenses, right? He's just used in passing situations, and he's prolific. He's near the top of position in targets, receptions, uh, receiving yards over the past few seasons, and a lot of that was in Cleveland. So um, I think, uh, you know, he can push, push for around 50 catches in this Texans offense. Keep in mind, Sean Watson has not really shown, uh, it, it, let's say, a willingness to throw the ball to the running back yet. Maybe that changes with Johnson there, obviously a, a better pass-catching back, but that can limit his upside a little bit. However, the concern is kind of what you mentioned. Is he a guy that can carry ball 15 times in a game i'm not sure you know he's never you know he's never gotten to 40 percent of a team's carry so uh, i think we have to limit that that's why i think a bigger back a carlos high a LaShawn mccoy perhaps an eli mcguire who was cut by the jets right as a compliment here they also have the uh, youngster damari crockett who can make some noise so uh, i do think johnson will be capped you know where he's not going to be a 300 touch guy but could he push for 250 I think it's possible, and if he does that, he's going he's gonna to bring you back RB2 numbers in PPR League. Yeah, totally agree. And you mentioned Eli McGuire cut by the New York Jets. That's uh, partly in due, of course, because at Ty Montgomery is going to be getting some touches behind Le'Veon Bell, and we know how dynamic he can be as a pass catcher. When you look at that kind of tandem there, Mike, where should we be looking at those two as far as drafting Le'Veon Bell and then the upside of Ty Montgomery? Well, I don't think Montgomery has any upside unless Bell gets hurt, right? Mm. Handcuffed. Yep. Next would expect him to work in a committee. Remember, there was a lot of hype for Montgomery a couple of years ago as a leap back for the Packers. Yep. South extremely quickly. This is a converted wide receiver. You know, he, he obviously has nice skills in, in the short range as a pass catcher. 
But as for holding that, you know, holding a, a big workload as a rusher, we haven't seen that yet. So there's big concern. So not a not a handcuff I'm too enticed with. Uh, maybe he pushes for 10 to 12 touches in the first couple of weeks as Bell gets kind of uh, settled into this system. Remember, he's not playing in the preseason and didn't play at all last year, so it might take a little time. But Bell, I fully expect to be a workhorse, and it would not shock me at all if Bell pays off as, as a you know top five fantasy hmm. running back this year. I think if you could take him at the end of round one of your draft, that's a, a very good value. Um, and again, behind him, we'll see how it shakes out. Montgomery's the two for now. They're supposedly in the market for running back depth right now, so keep an eye on that in the coming uh, hours. We'll say the next 24, 48 hours, they have allowed Powell. Remember him. Trenton Cannon's there as well. Uh, they must not be happy with those guys hmm. if they're in the market. So we'll see how that takes out. But the guy you really want in your roster now, of course, if he's there late in round one, is Le'Veon Bell. Right. In conversation with Mike Clay on Twitter, at Mike Clay NFL does a tremendous job. Fantasy football for ESPN. Mike got a question on Twitter here from at Michael Pagano 71. Says, without luck, as a, uh, without luck, how far does T.Y. Hilton's production drop? And let's kind of expand that to that whole offense because you go from, and that's why you don't have your fantasy draft too early, folks. You got Andrew Luck. Uh, that offense and team look to be potentially prolific. Then you drop it down to Jacoby Brissett. So how does the value change to you draft-wise and value-wise for Hilton, for Marlon Mack, for the tight ends? Yeah, it drops quite a bit. I have Hilton uh, down at wide receiver 18 right now. Remember, he finished wide receiver 27 a couple of years ago when Jacoby Brissett played out the whole season. It's kind of a a unique, uh, you know, a very bizarre situation because we actually have a full year of Brissett playing with, with a lot of these weapons. It's a new offense, and he should be better. Uh, remember, he was acquired about a week before he made his debut with the Colts, so uh, obviously he's been around a lot longer. He should be better. Uh, but we can't just assume he's going to be anywhere close to what Andrew Luck was and that this passing game is going to be as prolific. So uh, Hilton knocked down, as mentioned, a few, you know, a couple rounds. Uh, Devin Funches was a popular sleeper. I'm not quite as uh, interested right now, especially with Paris Campbell, the rookie, eventually going to take on a large role in the slots. And Deion Kane might prove to be better than Funches. There, there's a ton of hype there as well. He was a draft pick last year that was hurt and missed the whole season. This is also an offense that is going to feature the tight end. Jack Doyle is back and healthy. Remember, uh, a couple of years ago, 23% of Brissett's balls were thrown at T.Y. Hilton. Well, 23% were also sent to Jack Doyle, who caught 80 hmm. passes. So uh, those two obviously get along well. Eric Ebron's there. They like Mo Alley-Cox, the youngster who will probably catch a touchdown or two this season. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind. I do think Jack Doyle maybe gets a slight upgrade. Uh, in, in this uh, switch. But I would say Eric Ebron, Marlon Mack, both guys, they need to downgrade because they're very dependent on touchdowns, especially Mack who doesn't do a lot as a pass catcher. And we would expect maybe about a touchdown or per game fewer for this offense. And, and that might sound crazy. A touchdown per game that's about 16 scores. It might sound like a lot. But if you look at what the sports books did to their line, dropping them from 10 to around 6.5 or 7, that would be about a touchdown per game. So I think we're kind of all aligned on that number, and that's a lot of touchdowns taken away from guys like Ebron and Marlon Mack. Mike, I've been curious about this running back, and I loved him coming out of the draft kind of as a wrecking ball. Of course, got hurt and now is bouncing back and flashed in preseason. Darius Geis of the Washington Redskins. He, behind Adrian Peterson, but we know there's a lot of tread on that tires and injury concerns, durability. How, how much work is he actually going to get? You got Chris Thompson kind of floating back there and Sam Pirine. Darius Geis, I, I think his nickname was, what, a ball of butcher knives or something. He, he can go, but you're coming off of a serious injury. What's your, what's your thoughts on, on taking a, a late flyer on a Darius Geis? 
Well, you're not going to get them late. That's the thing. I mean, it's going to in 12 team leagues, you're going to have to spend probably a sixth or seventh round pick hmm. right now. And honestly, I think that's where you're going to be looking at guys like uh, Tevin Coleman and right. Miles Sanders, and now Devin Singletary as well. So he's right in that range. I'm perfectly fine with that. I do have some shares of, of uh, guys this season. Um, again, I, there's a little worry about his ceiling out of the, out of the gate or in his first season because they're going to mix Adrian Peterson in for roughly 100 carries this season, I would think. And, of course, Chris Thompson, when he's healthy, is a terrific pass catcher. So uh, with this kind of free-headed backfield, it could limit guys. But at the same time, if he comes out against Philadelphia in week one and looks really good and can push for, you know, 15 to 18 touches, then the sky's the limit. You know, they took him in round two. He's still very young. This is supposed to be the future feature back for this offense. And if he gets rolling, uh, he could pay off in a huge way at that ADP. I mean, that's one of the keys. After you get through round one or two, you don't want to be drafting guys at their ceiling, right? You want to draft guys that could potentially, uh, you know, see those numbers and uh, be a weekly starter or one of the breakout players in the league. And guy is that, right? You're not taking him necessarily at his ceiling. So, uh, you know, you have to be patient. I think he'll start slow. But, uh, again, when you take a running back in round two, the sky technically is the limit, right? Do you want him to be a feature back, a guy that could push for 250-plus touches? So uh, we'll, we'll monitor him, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. Uh, and last one for you here, Mike. Now, you got a great article out uh, for ESPN Plus Insiders. Um, Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Board, perfect picks for each round, and you can find that link as well at Mike Clay NFL. So without giving too much away, just a couple tips for people who are having their their fantasy draft this weekend, such as, you know, a question I get a lot is, um, how important is it to try to avoid and spread out players with the same bye week type of thing? Is there any kind of general advice for people doing their draft? Because as we know, once the buzzer goes, you start going, things can get crazy. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even look at bye weeks. There's so many more important things to worry about. I mean, if you're in a league that, you know, maybe it's a deeper league where with the super flex and you need two quarterbacks, and you, so you want to draft three, you might want to keep an eye on bye weeks. And that's pretty much the only circumstance I would be worried about that because by the time bye weeks roll around, there's going to be a ton of guys you acquire on waivers. Right. You're going to have injuries. Too much changes to be worried about bye weeks. So, uh, in general, I mean, the general game plan, and, and keep in mind, you need to be ready to adjust, right? If, uh, you know, guys are flying off the board at one position and not the other. You know, you, you have to uh, be aware. You know, be aware of that and make adjustments as the draft rolls on. But in a general sense, you know, I'm going into a draft looking heavy at running back and receiver in the first few rounds uh, in any order. Take the best value on the board. I mean, you don't want to necessarily have no running backs, but you know, just uh, you know, take the best value and focus on those two positions. I would skip on the early tight ends. That top tier we be talked about, Kelsey Kittle and Ertz. I'm going to wait till around. Well, again, I'm focusing. I'm thinking more like in a 12 teamer. Right. So we're looking around five to seven. Uh, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook. That would be hmm. my target area for a tight end. And then again, we say this all the time, and every year it becomes more and more true. Wait and wait and wait at quarterback. You do not need to pull the trigger, even if you see Watson and Ryan and Rogers going and Baker. Don't worry. Later on in the draft, potentially in the double-digit rounds, you're going to get Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, Drew Brees, Big Ben, Russell Wilson. Yeah. You take the shot on Kyler Murray. Jared Goff's a good discount. Tom Brady is going in the 12th round. Lamar Jackson, Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Phillip Rivers. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, you have so many options there. You could stream. You do a bunch of things. I mean, Dak Prescott's first three weeks is the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins. I mean, well, you're not going to do much better than that. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> look, even even Pat Mahomes starts at Jacksonville. That's uh, you know, right, so, right. Um, you, you can you can do that out of the gate and be fine. I think Dak is actually an outstanding value this season. I uh, like him in Week One DFS, and and honestly, he should be in for a great season. So uh, just wait at quarterback, wait at defense and kicker. You know, focus on those other positions early, running back, receiver, get your tight end in the middle rounds. You'll be good to go. Good stuff. Mike, we could go all day, man. Thank you. Enjoy the long weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. All right, there he is, Mike Clay from ESPN, one of the best. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Mike Clay NFL. All right, we will step aside, and after that, we will swing around the latest news on NFL cuts and some season previews from John Crick of the Toronto Sun and Post Media. He joins me after the break here on TSN 4 Downs. Back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. See behind the scenes. Jump in the chat room on twitch.tv slash Live. NFL cuts weekend. News flying around. Deal is finalized. And we're just waiting on the details between the Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans. Jadavian Clowney going out west to the Seahawks to break down that. LaShawn McCoy getting released from the Buffalo Bills. News coming in fast and furious. It's John Crick online. John, how are you? Hey, trying to keep up with all this NFL news today, let me tell you. I, I, I know. This is, this is coming in. It looks like, according to Albert Breer, Texans and Seahawks deal being finalized. Uh, Houston will get a 2023rd round pick plus defensive players. So, Clowney, I guess, John, it's one of those cases where you had a first overall pick, didn't want to be there anymore, and you have to try to make the best of the situation. Depends, obviously, who those defensive players are. But, uh, boy, that makes uh, Seattle's defense a lot more exciting, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And, you know, for, the, for those of us who sometimes wonder, why don't these guys just sign their tag, uh, even if they're disgruntled, and show up to camp? Well, this is one of the reasons. And last year we saw it with uh, Cleo Mack, and that is if they don't sign their tag, then the team cannot trade him. So the, uh, there was widely reported within the last few days that the Texans were talking with the Dolphins because the Dolphins were crazily, apparently, considering uh, trading their star left tackle, Laramie Tunzel, just a young guy, to the Texans who badly need offensive line help. Um, and apparently, Clowney let it be known that he was not going to be a Miami Dolphin. And right. so he continued to refuse to sign his franchise tag. Uh, but I guess he, if, if they've got a deal in place, uh, I presume already the Seahawks uh, – uh, know that uh, uh, Clowney's uh, amenable to coming to Seattle. Um, but it's a gamble for the Seahawks. And the big gamble is, of course, that once July 15th passes every year, any player who is tagged cannot sign a new long-term contract either with his current team or to any t- team he might be traded to. So the Seahawks know that this guy is going to become uh, a free agent next year, I suppose, unless they uh, slap another tag on him, which would make him an unhappy guy who wouldn't stay around long. So I, I presume the Seahawks will be all in in the offseason on trying to sign Clowney long term. Boy, and, and for a Seahawks team that is pretty much still in win-now mode, that's a, that's a big acquisition. Um, if Clowney can stay healthy and presumably motivated, he can be quite a weapon. Uh, also, of course, John, hey, perfect timing to have you on. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, cut, released from the Buffalo Bills. Frank Gore, the ageless wonder, wins another round. 
He keeps he keeps sticking around. Then you got Devin Singletary, the rookie right. who they're very high on, who's had a a good camp. And uh, then you got T.J. Yeldon. Now you being around that team a little bit, um, is this a surprise uh, with Shady McCoy going, or is it another case of hey, that young running back coming up, they want to get him some touches? Not a surprise. The only surprise is that they didn't even get like a sixth or seventh round pick for him. Yeah. Um, I, where I got the sense, I mean, Brandon Bean and and. Everyone from Buffalo has been insisting that, you know, no, they still love Shady. We're including them in our marketing, marketing campaigns, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that old thing that old grandma used to say, actions speak louder than words. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you sign a Frank Gore, who still, who does still, <laughs> amazingly, at whatever, age 36, whatever he is, he still has a lot, or at least something left in the tank. And then when they, that was in March, and then when they, uh, drafted Devin Singletary, a fabulous smasher running back who's uh, probably more akin to what the Bills want to do offensively. Um, that, to me, said, uh, there's no way. And then they, they got yelled at after that. So, I mean, there's no way that all these guys were going to make this team. And um, you had to think that LaShawn Le- uh, was the odd man out only because he was the guy that didn't put out last year. If they'd like right. him, why would they go ahead and do this, right? And to me, and I think all of us thought in the off season that the Bills' priorities, especially once they started assigning free agents left and right, was number one, get an offensive line to help Josh Allen in year two, and number two, get him some better uh, receivers who will get open and get the kid a chance to throw some completions. Uh, so when I talked to GM Brandon Bean on the first Saturday of training camp, I was shocked, actually, to hear him say, and, you know, I, I wish I'd gotten more with it at the time. But I'd asked him, you know, so that was your obviously your off-season plan, right, in that order? And he said, well, no, actually. He said number one was um, offensive line. Yes, we had to both better protect him and better run block, he said. Hmm. And then secondly, he said we had to get – we had to show up our running back core. Now, what does that tell you, right? I mean, that, that over wide receivers – and then he placed wide receivers as their third off-season priority. Well – yeah, to get Cole Beasley from the Cowboys, I think a fantastic uh, slot receiver is going to get a ton of catches this year. Frankly, if uh, if Josh Allen can stay healthy, and then John Brown is a deep threat. That yes, they have helped the receiver core for sure. But uh, that they signed these running backs to me just dated. It was just a matter of when for Shady McCoy to uh, try to be traded or cut. Well, yeah, and John, you know what? That magic number for running backs, once you pass 28, it's uh, you're on the clock, really. And LaShawn yeah. McCoy, 31, we saw the drop-off went from back-to-back 1,200-plus uh, uh, yard seasons in 2016, 12-67, then 11-38 last year, played in 14 games, 514 yards and three touchdowns. So it seemed like, yeah, it was time to to move on from uh, from Shady. So, But you know what? He's going to get a job. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. You see him, Houston Texans could use some help with, uh, sure. uh, you know, there's a lot of places that could use a depth guy for Shady McCoy. Maybe he's not the bell cow three down back that he once was, but I'm sure in spot work, he could still be dynamic. Sure, yeah. First, second down. Um, yeah, maybe, sprinkle uh, him or, in. Or just as a third down guy in the slot or something where, yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic... If if the screen game is part of your game, he can really be helpful for sure um, in, in, a, in any type of, of an attack where you've got something like that. Um, and, you know, I hate to say this out loud, but um, he can actually help the Kansas City Chiefs in, in, <laughs> in that way, couldn't he, uh, with Kareem yeah. Hunt on? I don't know. Um, just in spot duty, it, the, the big question would be, if you're the GM is uh, and, and the head coach, maybe more so, is is he willing to be that kind of a player? Is he willing now to to fill a supporting role? 
um, because he's got a big ego, a huge ego. And whether he'd be willing to do that, I wouldn't be willing to bring him in unless I heard from him personally that, yeah, I'm willing to be that guy now. And if I only get a third a third of the running back snaps, whatever, um, I'm okay with that. I just want to help you. I just want to win. If that's the attitude that he has, then I'd consider bringing him in. In conversation with John Crick, NFL columnist for Post Media and the Toronto Sun on Twitter, at John Crick. Uh, you have the Buffalo Bills releasing wide receiver Duke Williams, so a little CFL tie in there. And, John, you outlined perfectly on Twitter a couple hours ago just the volume of bodies that are going to be moving around, cut, release, sign, practice squads out, all over the place over this weekend, the, the 4 p.m. Saturday. But then also after that, with all those releases, you're going to have more movement because other teams are going to pick up those players. Like, there's some some daunting numbers here, right? What, I think you had 1,184 players. Yep. 32 teams have 90 men on their roster until 4 o'clock, or can have. And then it's down to 53. There's no 75 cutoff like used to be on the Tuesday of this week. So each team has to get rid of, from the beginning of this week, until 4 o'clock today, they have to get rid of 37 players each. So 37 times 32, 1,184. To keep the math lesson going, because school comes back. <laughs> For most of the young people listening, is that each team also can carry a 10-man practice squad. 10 times 32, now that's easy, 320. So of those 1,184, 320 presumably they'd all come from that pool. Uh, well, as long as they're eligible, you know, you can't have a, a full season under your belt. There's a, there's, there's rules there. Um, but, um, but if of those young guys or inexperienced guys uh, who are eligible, 320 of them will get signed up by starting tomorrow at noon Eastern, I believe is when that can happen. So um, if you know somebody or you want to see somebody and wonder where they're going and they just got cut and they're young, they can't sign until to a practice squad or be signed until tomorrow. And the interesting thing about that is a reminder, if you are on any team's practice squad, you can be signed to any team's 53-man roster, not just the team you're with, um, but then they have to keep you up there for a while. Right. Um, so, so it's not just that you are on the Buffalo Bills practice squad. You are there, and you might get picked up by the New England Patriots. Uh, as long as they sign you to the 53-man roster, not put you on their practice squad. Um, but that's how it goes. But as you also said, there's dozens of people who, players who will go breathe a sigh of relief today going, hey, I made the 53, only to be released tomorrow on Monday after a team looks through the waiver wire and go, ooh, well, that, that's a better fourth tackle than the one we have, so we're dumping our fourth tackle and picking him up. So really until you get to Labor Day, about late in the afternoon, that's pretty much the time where uh, until then uh, you're on pins and needles if you're a, a bubble player. Oh, yeah, and we're going to see so much player movement, and then it also comes down to sometimes contracts, sometimes, sure. you know, youth. You had linebacker Brandon Marshall released from the Raiders yesterday, and there's there's a whole bunch of players that can go on, so it's going to be very interesting to track. Uh, John, thank you so much for taking the time on the, the Labor Day weekend. Enjoy it, and uh, I'm sure, like me, you'll just be glued to Twitter and, and see the, the, the plethora of player movement. It's going to be crazy. It will be. Just don't ask me to name them all off tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon. All right, Aiden. Take care. All right. There he goes. John Crick, he joined me on the Domino's Pizza delivery line. Folks, 50% off week till this Sunday. 50% off any regular menu price pizza at dominoes.ca. As many as you want, style, toppings, whatever. Go get yourself some pizza. You're too busy on Labor Day. You don't want to cook? Go to dominoes.ca. 50% off any menu price pizza until this 
Sunday. So check that out. After the break, we're going to go over some NFL MVP odds. Uh, There's some interesting numbers here, as well as some future picks and bets and any other fantasy football questions you have. You can hit me up on Twitter, hashtag AskAndy, at AndyMC81. And I'll also tell you how you can win a Domino's Pizza prize pack. We wrap up TSN 4 Downs next here on TSN 1050. If you're hungry, check out this great deal from Domino's. Unlimited two-topping medium pizzas for just $7.99 each. That's right, as many pizzas as you want with a minimum purchase of two pizzas. So stock up, dig in, and feed that hunger with unlimited two-topping medium pizzas. Perfect for the big game, a busy night with the family, or just because. Order online today at dominoes.ca and add on some great side dishes and dessert. That's dominoes.ca. To wrap up TSN four downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, the iHeartRadio app. You can watch behind the scenes on twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. I'm Andy McNamara. Give us a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMC Sports. Boy, NFL cuts fast and furious. Coming at you. Uh, this come coming from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. The Redskins moving on from former first-round wide receiver Josh Doxson. Sources say working hard to trade him, but if they can't, they're expected to release him. And uh, again, the deal being finalized for Jadavian Clowney to go to Seattle for a 2020 third-round pick and defensive players. Uh, Rappaport also reporting that former first-round wide receiver Laquan Treadwell. What a bust. Uh, they're going to be moving on from him, again, trying to trade. But if no trade, he'll be released. He's going to get released. There's no way anyone's taken anything for Laquan Treadwell. He has done absolutely nothing. There's some more minor deals and cuts. Yesterday, our boy Luke Wilson. Shawnee, our guy Luke Wilson of the Raiders, Canadian, in-studio guest here. He got released. It was the Hard Knocks oh, curse, Andy Mack. Yeah. He was a feature story on the last few episodes of Hard Knocks. They kind of get you with the emotion. They start attaching you to a player. Yeah. And then John Gruden cuts your heart out and releases Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. He could come back here, though. He'd be a great analyst. He could. I, I, we'd love to have him Fun on the guy. show. Hopefully, he's only 29, so hopefully he gets, he gets signed and, and continues his, uh, his career, though. Folks, as I've been saying... 50% off week at Domino's till this Sunday. Domino's.ca. Just head on over. Half off any regular price menu pizza at Domino's.ca. Domino's.ca. And with the NFL season coming, if you're going to an NFL game this year or any sports event or concert, check out my guys at SeatGiant.ca, folks. Use promo code Andy. You save on service fees at checkout. Promo code Andy. The, the tickets are guaranteed. Lots of variety. Canadian events, U.S. events, whatever. I used them when I went down to see the Indians and Astros at the beginning of August in Cleveland. That was a ton of fun. But guaranteed safe tickets, that's the best part of it, as well as it's Canadian dollars. So you don't have to worry about conversion or be a math wizard to figure it out. But check them out at SeatGiant.ca. Also, we're going to be giving away... Domino's Pizza Prize, folks. This is how you're going to enter, all right? Follow along with me. I'm keeping it nice and simple. We're doing it on Instagram this time, okay? So you've got to follow me on Instagram, at AndyMCSports, AndyYMCSports on Instagram. And when I post this episode of the show, the, in the latest post, the TSN 4 Down show from this week with Mike Clay as a guest with John Crick, you're going to tag two friends in the comment section who like pizza, who like Domino's Pizza. Okay, you do that. Follow me at AndyMCSports. Take two friends that like Domino's Pizza, and the winner will be drawn Monday and get a Domino's Pizza Prize. Pretty pretty good. 
Uh, also, the TSN 4 Downs Fantasy League has been picked. We're going to have that draft this Wednesday. So everyone's been notified. That's going to be a ton of fun. we got cool prizes from NFL Canada uh, for winners, as well as from custom fantasy football rings, championship ring to the winner. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but some NFL MVP odds, Shawnee, producer Sean Lavery, before uh, we get to the start of the NFL season. we got some some interesting odds, don't we? We can run through a little bit of the uh, notable names. And last year's MVP, Patrick Mahomes, he's Your five guy. to one. He's the favorite, Andy Mack. Now we should note there yeah. hasn't been a repeat MVP since Peyton Manning in oh eight oh nine when he went back to back as a member of the Colts. Right. After Mahomes, Carson Wentz is number two at nine to one. Aaron Rodgers twelve to one. Mayfield, your boy, oh also boy. twelve to one. And then you got the the legacy guys: Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, fourteen to one, fourteen to one, twenty to one, twenty one, respectively. So that's kind of the first few big names. The Non-QB MVP favorites are all your big-name running backs, okay. and they're all 50-1, to 1, including Zeke Elliott, who currently is not with the Cowboys. Ooh, boy, that would be something. You put 50-1 to 1 odds on old Zeke there, who, by the way, guys, it, it, it's looking he's going to miss time and not maybe a week, maybe more. So I'll take out Zeke. Mahomes, to repeat with that offense, um, I, I, would, I would not bet against that at all. Wentz is interesting, and nine to one. I'm not loving those odds, Shawnee, no, because of his injury history. No, like, exactly. If he was up in the twenty to one odds area with Rivers, like I'd right. rather take a flyer on Rivers than right. than Wentz. You think you'd have to play very close to a full season to to be in the MVP candidacy, and and with Wentz, that's the biggest question mark is his health and his ability to he stay on the field. It. Me personally, if I was going to sprinkle money on this, I'd go with the old guys: Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. They all have value odds, fourteen to one or twenty to one. It's not single-digit odds. No, and then you got Deshaun Watson at twenty-five to one. That's interesting. Bounce back season, a huge possibility under the radar for Matt Ryan, Matty Ice at twenty-five to one. I kind of like that. Uh, Garoppolo twenty-five to one, maybe not Trubisky. No, and then you got Goff, Lamar Jackson thirty-three to one. Come on. Oh, <laughs> I see this here. Your boy, Kyler Murray, Kyler fifty. Murray. To, you might as well make it five million to one. Eh, eh. <laughs> five million to one odds, Sandy. Fifty to one. Fifty to one, and you know what? He's going to try to be a running back, and then he's going to get squashed into the mud because he is so small, so slight. He will be exposed and destroyed, in my opinion. You know what, Shawnee? I'm saying this. Here's a hot take for you. For fantasy football, if you're having your draft, I'm coining Kyler Murray. Hashtag undraftable. Undraftable. Yes, sir. Live studio audience. I am not touching Kyler Murray. And you know what? Because he's at quarterback, I would be very hesitant to touch any Arizona Cardinal fantasy option on offense in early rounds. Like I think it affects David Johnson because you don't know what to expect. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is... He's just kind of getting old, and outside of that, like, what are you? What are you doing? I, I'm, I'm coining him undraftable. You want to do that? You want fine, but him, and then after that, Lamar Jackson, no way. How about a different off the board option? And we go to the other side of the ball, the defensive side. Okay, Aaron Donald of the Rams, one hundred to one. Hundred to one. That's pretty interesting. You know what? I would I would check the odds as well for Miles Garrett and my Cleveland Browns. I'm not messing around here, man. I don't like, know. If it's going to be a defensive NFL MVP, which it's been forever since we've ever had one of those, Aaron Donald would have to be the guy, right? He would have to be right up there. I would think you'd have... Now, he's defensive tackle, so it might be a little bit different. But if you got like a pass rusher, I think the conversation of if you're an NFL MVP to get in the conversation, you got to hit 20 sacks. And that's where the conversation begins. And we know how hard that is. But I'd put Miles Garrett maybe as a dark horse with Olivier Vernon on the other side. Dude, 
They played six snaps together. Sean, unblockable, man. Like, it's unreal how good that defense is. So there you go, folks. Let me know who you think your NFL MVP is going to be. Hit me up on Twitter, at AndyMC81. And remember to enter our Domino's Pizza prize pack. Follow me on Instagram, at AndyMCSports. Tag two friends. When I post up the, the TSN 4 Down show from today with Mike Clay and John Crick, tag two friends that like Domino's Pizza, and we'll do the draw on Monday. So there you go, folks. That'll do it. The NFL regular season is coming. By next Saturday's show, uh, which we'll be doing on location, actually, for NFL season kickoff, uh, we'll be at 10 a.m., I believe, in downtown Toronto on, on location on Queen Street West. We'll already have one game. We'll have Bears and Packers on Thursday. It's go time, baby. So any fantasy football questions, get me on Twitter, at AndyMC81, Instagram, at AndyMCSports, and let's go Football is back. For Sean Lavery, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs, delivered by Domino's.